Well, everybody, thanks again for tuning in to Art House Rewind. I'm Matt. I'm Brian. And I'm Jake. And we are so excited to be here to talk to you about all things film, art, and culture, particularly as it pertains to Art House Cinema, the Babcock Theater, Billings, Montana, United States of America, planet Earth, yeah. anything within that sphere, we're going to tackle and we're going to talk about today. Uh, but before, before we jump into our specific topic for this week's episode, Brian, how are you? Great. Good. Now that we've accomplished that, what's going on at both Art House and Babcock that people need to know about? Oh, because we got a lot. We got things a happening. Things are happening starting with Art House. This Friday, we are opening the Banshees of Inisherin. Woohoo! This is the um, latest film from Martin McDonough and reunites Brendan Gleeson and Colin Farrell in the lead roles. Um, last time they were in a Martin McDonough film together was in Bruges. About 15 years ago, so good to have them back. And this is one that a lot of people have been real excited for, so I'm excited to open it. I this am weekend. in that camp. The trailer got me. I was yeah. excited for it. Uh, and then at Babcock, we've got a lot of things happening as well. Um, we've got some special events over the weekend for Day of the Dead, um, so check those ones out. Then on Sunday, we will have Dog Video Fest 2022 for. Fans of Cat Video Fest, this is the dog version of that. So. The superior version, <laughs> if you're a dog person, which right. this is the superior version, okay. according to me. So, it's so, official. Matt is going to this one. I, so. Yes, I will go watch some dogs. Cats, yep. fine. Avoid them. <laughs> don't, don't need to see that. Yeah. Um, also on Sunday, we have our good friend Eric Olson in for a concert, the Eric Olson Quintet playing the music of Joe Henderson at Art House Cinema. So check that one out Sunday. I think we need to start limiting. He can't add past a certain because every time it seems like we started. It was a trio and a quartet. We just need to build a bigger thing. We're going to have a <laughs> Eric Olson polyphonic spree. Right. Sort of. I like it. <laughs> And then uh, Tuesday is election day, so go out and vote. And then come to the Babcock and check out the Manchurian Candidate from 1962. So this is 60th anniversary, Frank Sinatra, and... Uh, the Lady my, Angela Lansbury. Lady Angela Lansbury uh, as the mother in that. So even 60 years ago, she was playing mother roles. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she's great in it. Um, Janet Lee in there as well, and uh, yeah, check it out. It's a really great thriller. Like if you have not seen, it, have you seen it? No. Yeah, it's it holds up still. Way to put me on the spot, yeah, in front of everybody. You were already showing off how many films you'd seen. I needed to put you <laughs> in your place. So. And then lastly, on Wednesday the ninth, it is Arliss's staff birthday pick of Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Which is a great one. I remember is, seeing it in the theater when it came out, and I'm probably going to go check it out again on I, Wednesday. Yeah, I re recently rewatched it with the thought of, like, does this hold up? And it yeah. held up. It was great. Yeah, it's great. It was really good. Jake, how are you? I'm doing well. You just got back from somewhere. Where did you go? I did. I went to Disneyland. Now, this has a film connection, so are you just charging Art House for the whole trip, assuming oh, sure. that it was work-related? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, thanks for did doing you, that. Did I you try to check, to check out our distributors and try to talk them into some deals? <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I, I appreciate that. We're going to need to fundraise more money to pay for the trip you just had. But yeah. No, you guys went on trip, family vacation? We did, Your yeah, daughter got my, seen. It was for my birthday, so um, if you're listening to this early enough, my birthday on Wednesday, we're watching Wayne's World together, but... But yeah. So 
Well, I'm glad that you had a good time. You look refreshed and Thank ready you. to go. I do feel I do feel refreshed. So we are talking about this month of October. And what played well uh, is a rewind episode. So what that means is we're going to talk about uh, what was our biggest surprise, the thing we enjoyed the most about it. And then secondly, what was kind of the biggest disappointment or something that was kind of a letdown for us. So I'm going to run through. This is in order of popularity or ticket sales how different things did both at Art House and the Babcock. So first and foremost, right at the top of the list, if you've been following along on social media, you know this, but Rocky Horror Picture Show takes the cake. Uh, number one, we sold that puppy out at the Babcock, so that was a blast, so no surprise there. Uh, after that, greatest beer run ever, uh, The Dark Crystal, Halloween, Legends of the Fall, Creep Show, Nosferatu, All Quiet, All Quiet on the Western Front, Triangle of Sadness, See How They Run, Don't Worry Darling, The Fountain, Buried, Man Bites Dog, Pearl, Moon Age Daydream, Velvet Goldmine, and last but not least, Petite Maman. So that was our month, gentlemen. Lots and lots of stuff happening. Obviously, there's some fun horror things that are taking place. Yeah. Scary movies taking place because it was October. Um, but uh, Brian, when you look at that list, what was the thing that you were most excited about that happened in this past month? Oh, there's a lot of things that were pretty exciting for me. Um, <clears throat> obviously, selling out Rocky Horror is great. I love seeing that many people come out for well, one night only event sort of thing, and it's a great crowd every time. Um, also, really surprised on the numbers on Creep Show. I kind of expected Halloween to be up there, but Creep Show being up there was also real exciting. Also, Nosferatu. That's the that's that thus makes it the highest selling silent film we've done so good to see that as well um but i think of every of everything that we played this month that i enjoyed the most i think pearl was what i enjoyed watching the most yeah it was a real good follow-up to x kind of a whole different side of the coin and it was like a completely opposite film i I told people that if x was more of like a texas chainsaw massacre sort of film pearl is more of that psycho sort of film that's you know much more seething under the surface as opposed to just splatter and yeah so it's great and i will need to check it out again soon so that would be not to jump ahead in line but that would be my biggest disappointment is missing that one because I didn't see it, Brian. And I know that you told you made fun of me before we record that my biggest disappointment was going to be not watching movies, but I know I just got to be honest. I was yeah. disappointed that I missed it because uh, people that saw it seemed to enjoy it. Yeah. Um, there's, uh, yeah, I think it, it, it seemed like something I would have really enjoyed because I did really enjoy X. So cool. sad I missed it. Well, you'll have be able I, to. Fill us in when you do finally see it. Okay, thanks, Brian. I appreciate the the grace there. Yeah. Jake, what was the thing for you that was your favorite of the month? Yeah, you know, I think Brian touched on a lot of the things I wanted to touch on. We really had kind of a fun month, and everything did well on its own, which was really exciting. Um, if Brian picked Pearl, I think that I would pick Greatest Beer Run Ever. Um, it's kind of crazy how high it made it up the list uh, this month, and then... You know, I, I thought it was a great piece. I thought it was really well done and had, you know, both sides of a story. And um, I think that people left here, like, richer for the experience kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, th- I would have to agree with that. I really, I went into it expecting more comedy and got definitely a little, like, there's a, 
obviously a message that that they're not it's not heavy-handed by any means mm-hmm. i didn't feel like but there's the realities of war i guess and like this guy that's going to go over and just help his buddies out and he shows them and it's like oh there's an actual war like this is a thing that you don't just jump into so yeah uh, i think the thing for me that was probably the favorite and uh would honestly be and I know both of you touched on it, but I was so excited about Rocky Horror and not just the fact that it was a sellout, but the crowd there was just really great, yeah. kind, gracious, positive, just lovely energy. No throw up this year. No throw no up, throw this, up year. this year. No major. No, we saved that for Triangle of Sadness. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, no rampant drunkenness. Or, I mean, it was just yeah. a really, it was everything we want that event to be. Yeah. And it was so fun. Uh, and then even clean up afterwards, people were, yeah. were grabbing handfuls of stuff. Cause it's a, it, if you don't know, the theater is a mess after Rocky horror and we're, yeah. we're prepped and ready to go every single time, but it was so fun to just I feel think like the addition of Libby and Michaela yeah. um, opening as well. Like that's something that, you know, we haven't always put the most forethought into, and then one of us just goes up there and is like, "Hey, thanks for being here. Enjoy the show." And it's uh, <laughs> I've never it done have that. Quite that. Let's same be level. honest. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> so <laughs> no, but I agree. I think Libby McKayla kind of hosting the night uh, was amazing. So thank you, Billings, uh, for making Rocky Horror such a beautiful thing. So I already jumped into my least favorite or biggest disappointment of the month. Jake, let's go back around the horn. For uh, the record, it's you're disappointing yourself as always. <laughs> Just like my father. I'm disappointed in myself. Uh, okay, Jake, what is next for you? Mm. I I think that um, what the with Petite Maman in this case, I just really think that it's a free, it's a free movie. So um, MSUB is doing these in partner with their uh, foreign exchange program to kind of get students pumped up about the next place they're going kind of thing. So um, France is kind of the overlying theme for this semester. And mm-hmm. Mr. Ted Kim gives an amazing intro to these films, uh, talks about what's going to happen, why it's important in French cinema, that kind of thing. So I think that you guys have one more chance to come out and see a movie for free on a Tuesday uh, later in November. So I think you guys should be November, paying attention. November 15th, Delicious is yeah. the film. And so I think it's an awesome opportunity that I really just wish more people would take advantage of. Yeah. Because it's something so unique and great. And it's free. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Exactly. Um, yeah. I can definitely feel that sentiment as well. Um, for me, the one that is always a disappointment every October is Brian does his staff birthday pick, and then it's just <laughs> the <laughs> smallest crowd ever. <laughs> and so... For me, that is going to be Velvet Goldmine. Is that why you cry every year on your birthday when we we try to say (laughs) happy birthday? Why are you so sad? (laughs) Why is Brian so sad? Uh, Yeah, no, I I know everyone kind of takes their own approach with these sort of staff picks that we do. Um, My goal with my staff picks is always trying to expand horizons in that, like, you know, especially with Moonage Daydream playing beforehand and stuff being able to market that and be able to say like, if you like this sort of thing, come out to this film and it just never really seems to cross. Like all of mine have been, in fact, this might even be my best selling one, but it's still 16 people. So, Well, I'm trying to, so let's go back for the so last year. Story. I did true stories, which was David Burns film, yep. which I didn't really have much of a tie in in that, but I did play that trailer for a long time. And I it's saw a blast, it many times. So. Yeah. Check that one out. And then in 2019, off the heels of Joker in other theaters, yeah. I did 
king of comedy, which was, you know, Joker was heavily influenced by, but yeah, only like 15 people were like, oh, check this out. <laughs> so. Excuse me, Brian, uh, I will come to your birthday pick next year. <laughs> Does that help? Yeah. Okay. I didn't come this year. I'm I sorry. Know. And I went to yours. <laughs> you did go to mine. So is that why you've been looking at me this whole time? No. You've been saying <laughs> that's all these why things? Brian's crying. <laughs> that's why Brian's crying. I, I'm honestly worried, guys. I think that Arliss might beat me this year. I think he might take the best-selling so? trophy. I think so. With yeah. Eternal Sunshine? Eternal Sunshine know. over Wayne's over World. Over Wayne's World? Yeah. It'll be close. I think Wayne's World's going to do it. Let's put some money I on think, it. I think it could be close. It's but gonna yeah. be yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think I'm, I'm picking I'm Wayne's have to World. Change the name on it's the a trophy. Good, it's a different myself. market. Yeah. We got like more of like the Gen X crowd for Wayne's World as opposed to more millennial crowd for Eternal Sunshine. So. Ugh, millennials. Ugh. Uh, so here, so uh, for those of you that don't know, every birthday we get to pick whatever film we want to play, and so we've all done this. And Jake is referencing it, but he has the number one pick. Of all time, right? That's done the best? I, I had Wicked in 20... Or not Wicked. Willow. Willow. Sorry. Willow. In, in 2019. Yep. And that was yep. at Art House, right? And that was yep. at Art House. So and that was a that sellout, out. but I mean, it was yeah. limited by the number of seats we had. And then we went to Babcock last year and I had Labyrinth and we did two days of Labyrinth and we saw mm-hmm. over 300 people. Yeah. Yep. So you're the winner. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations. To be fair, Thanks. you did have multiple showings of it that not all of us get multiple yeah. showings yeah <laughs> he's still the winner we can get yeah. on the crown so um gentlemen uh what's coming up in the next few weeks months what are we excited about as we look forward to what's happening i'll i'll go first with mine the thing i'm most excited about because uh we're doing something new with it i'm gonna hot off the presses i'm gonna i hope this is okay brian is the one that controls hot, our hot marketing here we go uh, Charlie Brown Christmas, it's coming, it's a thing, mm-hmm. and it's happening, and this year we're going to actually do it at the Babcock. So if you don't know what this is, we have a band come in and play live underneath uh, Charlie Brown Christmas, and it's incredible and amazing, and we've done it at the Art House for multiple years, and we sell out six shows every year so fast. So we're moving over to the Babcock, but we're also upping our game from just uh, music and kind of the production style style of things. Uh, it's still going to be very intimate and yeah. warm feeling, so it's not like there's going to be a laser show or fog and you know moving lights or anything like that. But it's it. I'm so so stoked for this. So yeah. that's coming up in December. So make sure to uh, keep a lookout for that. Yeah. The tickets. Yeah, there's no tickets yet. Don't go looking for yep. them yet. Not yet. <laughs> so. uh, I would say, I mean, there's lots of things coming up in November that I'm pretty excited about, but um, sort of an odd one that I threw out there for our movie buffs in November. Um, I kind of took a different approach to what we've done in the past. This is a much more newer film than we've done more recently, but it's one that I have not seen in a good decade plus is uh, Where the Wild Things Are. Mm -hmm. And I'm excited to revisit that one. And I hope that a bunch of you bring your kids and, enjoy that one as well because I remember being I remember thinking it was really great when I saw it back then and uh being able to see it with more age now yeah it feels like uh so we're probably going to bring uh our son to it Anders and Mm -hmm. we were showing him the trailer last night and looking at it and it just reminded me like it's one of those cool films that's it's not trying to be anything else it legitimately feels like its own thing right uh, from the soundtrack to yeah. the you know stylizing to the puppeteering, like all the things are happening. It's just like this is 
its thing and it's really really great yep. but not something i've thought about in a long time like exactly. you brought up so and i'm it, excited for it it also seemed to be very much in a very unique time when it came out when you hear that soundtrack mm-hmm. and when you hear that that it's like this this was a big Warner Brothers film and it's got Arcade Fire and yep. Karen O and yep. all this stuff that just was like, oh, this was peak hipsterdom mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jake, how are you? Um, You're not going to Disneyland, so no, what's going to top yeah, that? Exactly. So I, uh, I'm i looking at our November and we have so many events booked. I'm actually really excited. Um, Drew Lynch is coming in to do some comedy uh, and it'll probably be a full house for that one again. Uh, but movie wise, no, Friday, November 18th, we are playing E.T. So E.T. is right. 40 this year. 40-year-olds alien. (laughs) So if you haven't seen that one, it's an amazing one to rewatch. It's an amazing one to bring family to. Like Mm -hmm. People get things on different levels for this film. How old is E.T. in the movie? I don't think they say. Come on, anybody? Well, he's young, I think. He's a young alien, right? Yeah, because he got left behind and he's little. (laughs) Nicole says eight off mic. Okay. Yeah. All right. Over, under But it's hard to say because we don't know what their years yeah, I think it's like, yo, translate it's like to ours. Yeah. <laughs> see, this is a good conversation. Yeah. He's one. Ouch. My one-year-old would say things like that. That makes sense. No. Um, so uh, I'm excited for E.T. I have not seen it since I was a kid. But I think what maybe what you're hinting at, Jake, is like I, it's one of those movies you watch as a kid and you have the lens of right. seeing it, like yeah. the awe of the kids. And then now as a grown-up, I'm going to watch it and see it from the view yeah. of a parent yeah. and just have a completely different experience yeah. with it. It's like when I watched uh, Liar, Liar for yeah. the first time. In a, <laughs> yeah. I thought it was hilarious when I was young. I was like, this is the funniest movie ever. And then I watch it as a dad. I'm like, this is the saddest movie yeah. ever. <laughs> Jim Carrey is so mean. Why can't he just hang out with his kid and not lie to him? Like, anyways. So I think E.T. might have the same, same experience. I might be crying like Brian on his birthday watching E.T. So it'll be a good time. Gentlemen, anything else before we wrap this puppy up? Nothing? Okay. I'm excited to see when we have this conversation again in November, see how everything did. See how many movies I didn't watch? (laughs) How disappointed in myself I am? (laughs) Anders might see more movies than you. Anders probably will see more more movies than me. Well, what's funny is when Keller was on this podcast, I used to give him crap all the time for never seeing any of the movies and working at a movie theater, and now I'm that guy. So. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we got a really special episode next week, so make sure to tune in because we got some really fun things we're excited to talk about and share. And she doesn't know yet, but Nicole Schreiner is going to be on that episode because it's going to be some fun stuff. All right. Have a good week, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.